Soon I was walking amongst the tents and saw that exhortation had given way to amusement. There were teams of jugglers who tossed fruit and bottles amongst each other. There were daredevils who extended a thin cable between the heights of two trees and walked across once, and then danced their way back again while singing a tune. There were acrobats who tumbled and twisted and leaped in midair. And how was my mother? How fared Mama Rose? I still had no recollection of her, only the stories assembled from those like Kessia who had known her, so that when I thought of her, it was like a scene sketched from some ancient myth. Not like I had remembered Sophia, not like I had remembered Thena, Thena who had never been more alive to me than she was in that moment with Kessia, with recollections of the daughter mixing with my own. And I felt now that I understood so much, that I knew why she had been so hard with me, her injunction. I am more your mother standing right here now than that white man on that horse is your father. Mm. Mm, that takes us back, man. That takes me back to, you know, that early scene, you know, in part one where, you know, he was having this conflict between sort of this, this still at the time boyish admiration of the father, of his father, who, you know, is this slave master, right? Um, and, and sort of like trying to put together his positioning between, you know, himself and his father, as well as himself and his brother, uh, and, and these sorts of things. So mm, that, ta that takes you back, man. Thena, man, Thena's a real one, bro. A real one. Shout out to Thena, man. <laughs> I sat down on a patch of dry grass just beyond the tents where I could still hear my people singing in the distance. I was reeling from the day. Kessia, the memories of Thena and Big John, the arguments and ideas about women, children, labor, land, family, and wealth. It occurred to me that an examination of the task revealed not just those evils particular to Virginia, to my old world, but the great need for a new one entirely. Slavery was the root of all struggle, for it was said that the factories enslaved the hands of children, and that childbearing enslaved the bodies of women, and that rum enslaved the souls of men. In that moment, I understood from that whirlwind of ideas, that this secret war was waged against something more than the taskmakers of Virginia, that we sought not merely to improve the world, but to remake it. Mm. I was pulled, let me, mm. let me, yeah, nah, I can't just go on, that's, mm. that we sought not merely to improve the world, but to remake it. Mm. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I mean, right, and it's coming it's coming on the back of his exposure to really this sort of like intellectual um, conversation that was happening amongst color folks earlier in the day. But um, what of hmm, what of remake, though? Right. Like, you know, we sought not only we, we sought not merely to improve the world, but to remake it. So I don't know, like remaking can be sort of interpreted in a couple of different ways, right? He talks about the need for a new world. He talks about remaking it entirely, but I don't know, do we mean like recreate, right? And I think even, you know, putting it in that sense, recreate, is is that sort of duplicating, right? Is that a certain kind of duplication of the world that we already have? Or is that like this real starting from scratch and, and sort of doing the world making from that point? Um, and how might one do that after having already been exposed to the old world, right? And this is, I think, what we see when oppressed people sort of desire power, um, not to sort of like, you know, equal the playing field, but to also sort of like dominate those who were uh, formerly in the position of oppressor, right? So when he says like 
remake the world. I don't know if he means like remaking it in the sense of swapping positions, right? But the world itself kind of by and large being the same um, or this sort of starting from scratch um, and actually re and actually just creating. It wouldn't even be a recreation, right? It would be starting from scratch and creating a world, right? It wouldn't be this recreation. So, um, and then, you know, how does that shake out, right? Is that a more uh, egalitarian world? Um, I don't know, you know, I don't know. Um, Once I dreamed of ruling as my father had done, and see, this is, and this is what I'm saying, right? Like we come back, literally he opens, what is this, 21, chapter 21? Um, he opens chapter 21 and talking about these aspirations of dreaming of ruling as his father had done. Right. So I think that that kind of ties it back for me to uh, this critical question of what do we mean by remaking or right? Not not we. But what is Hiram? Right. What is Hiram meaning here by remaking the world? Um, man, coats, bro. So no conduction then I ask. But the stories I said. I know what they say. Moses tamed oxen as a girl and harrowed the fields like a man. Moses talked to the wolves. Moses bought the clouds to earth. Knives melt upon the garments of Moses. Bullwhips turned to ash in the slave master's hand. She laughed. <laughs> That's a hell of a, uh, a narrative though. That's a hell of a story. I mean, I want my reputation to like perceive me in that way. Like what? Knives melt upon the garments of Moses, like, bro. Knives melting upon these garments, bro. Do you see this coat? <laughs> she laughed. That's what they say, huh? That and a lot more. Well, here's what I will tell you, she said. My methods are not for the offering. It's the underground, not the overground. This ain't no show. I don't advertise like Box Brown. Put before something they can't understand. People got a tendency to talk and also make something bigger than what they actually saw. However it play, understand that talk don't come from me. I speak no more than required, and I leave the passenger to their colors and wide tails. And as for names, I answer to one, Harriet. Pages pod, it's like a tape.